It's the Broadway Hour. I'm Larry Sutton of the New York Daily News. Join me for an inside look at New York's music and theater scene. Tonight, well, we've got a great show for you. We've got from the Manhattan Theater Club at City Center, Ann Mirror, author of the new play, Afterplay. And that's not all. We've got the stars Barbara Barry and Rue McClanahan right here, too. From Jesus Christ Superstar, now playing at the Paramount Theater. We've got Carl Anderson. We've got Ted Neely. That's Judas and Jesus together right here on our microphones. That'll be a little excitement right there. On the Broadway Hour, they should get along much better than they do on the show, I hope. And we've got music, sweet music. We've got the cast of Sam's Funky 50s Funhouse now playing down at the Duplex. Uh, they'll perform some of the great doo-wop numbers from the show. Jed Cohen, Sean Dooley, Danny Gerard, and Sam Regal are all here with Michael Davids. And I tell you, we heard them practicing just a few moments ago, and they are just great. You'll hear them in just a second. And there's more, much more. We've got the latest news of the Great White Way on our Broadway update. And stick around for the Broadway Hour Trivia Contest. Dinner for two right here at the Sheridan could be yours if you are an expert on the history of Broadway. So get a pencil and a paper ready, and we'll tell you how to enter a little later on. Now on with our show, our producer, Kate McGrath, our engineer, Chris Breitfeldt, are all ready to roll, and we want you to know that we're going to start off with a tremendous show. You're going to hear a little preview here, and we want you to run down to the duplex and catch them as soon as you can. They play Sunday nights down there. It's the cast of Sam's Funky 50s Funhouse. Uh, Sam Regal and the Procrastinators, Jed Cohen, Sean Dooley, and Danny Gerard, and here are the guys to do a little doo-wop. Here's my story. It's sad, but it's true. It's about a girl that I once knew. She took my love, then ran around with every single guy in town. Some people, what I'm telling you, uh, I'll keep away from a run around Sue. Yeah, I miss her lips and the smile on her face. I touch in my hand and this girl's warm embrace. So if you don't wanna cry like I do, uh, I'll keep away from a run around Sue. Whoa. Goes out with other guys. Here's the moral of the story from a guy who knows. I fell in love and that love still grows. Ask any fool that she ever knew. They'll say, I'll keep away from a run around Sue. Yo ho ho, all you lovebirds out there. Coming up next on the big program is the Procrastinator's latest hit, Rockin' Robin. She rocks in the treetop all the day long. Hop banana ba banana singing this song. All the little birds on Jay Bird Street love to hear the robin go tweet, 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 rag robin. Tweet, 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 rag robin. Tweet, tweet, tweet. Oh, blow rag robin, cause you're really gonna rock it tonight. Tweet, tweet, tweet. Every little swallow, every chickadee. Every little birdie in the tall oak tree The wise old owl, the big black crow Flap their wings singing Go bird go Rockin' Robin Whoa, rockin' Robin Oh yeah, why don't you blow a rockin' Robin Cause they're really gonna rock it tonight A pretty little raven at the bird band stand Automata do the bopping it was grand Started going steady and bless my soul I up pop the buzzard and the Oreos in the treetop all the day long Hopping and a-bopping and a-singing his song All the little birds on Jaybird Street Love to 
tweet or rock and robin tweet 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 or rock and robin tweet 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 oh lord rock and robin That was something else. I'll tell you, if you've got some time this Sunday, you've got to run on down to the duplex because that's where you can catch Sam's funky 50s funhouse. And again, that's Sam Regal, Jake Cohen, Sean Dooley, and Danny Gerard, guys who've just put together a tremendous sound. Now, we're here on radio, so you can't tell, but I'll tell you a little bit about these guys. They don't come from the 50s. They weren't even born in the 50s. In fact, Sam, where'd you get into this music? Why don't you tell me? Uh, well, I was vacationing in Florida, uh-huh. and uh, I saw a doo-wop group performing at Universal Studios, and uh, I liked what they were doing, and it looked fun, so I decided to do it. I came back to New York, and I asked uh, Michael Davids, the director, to help me put it together, mm-hmm. and so we did. I see. Now, where'd you hear this music? Did your parents play it to you? You hear it on the radio? How'd you, how'd you first get into it? Uh, yeah, I guess on the radio and oldie stations mm-hmm. and... All sorts of places, but I, I always knew I liked 50s music. Mm-hmm. And we should tell our listeners, too, that all of you in this group here have got tremendous uh, Broadway and theatrical backgrounds. You're not just guys off the street getting together and singing this, don't you? Why don't you each tell us your name and a little bit of your background, where you've been, and uh, how you got into this group? Well, okay, I'm Sam Regal. I'm 18, and uh, I've been on Broadway and Sound of Music, and I was on the national tour of Les Miserables, and... Oh, all sorts of things, mm-hmm. and uh, we—I've been with the group since the creation uh, in February. <laughs> and Jed, I'm Jed Cohen. I'm 18. I was in uh, the Secret Garden on Broadway. I toured nationally with it also, and I was in Home Alone one and Home Alone two. So uh, those are my claims. <laughs> and they're waiting for Home Alone three. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Danny Gerard. Um, I was on Broadway in Lost in Yonkers and uh, on television in Brooklyn Bridge. Um, <laughs> then you like the oldies. <laughs> and um, Sean? I'm Sean Dooley. Um, I I did um, Yoko Ono's New York Rock, and I was in the I was in the Christmas Spectacular, and um, I worked I've worked like around the country a bunch of places. I was a, I worked in Florida. I worked in um, Washington D.C. I've worked in Pennsylvania. Mm. And tell, tell me, what kind of crowd do you get there? You play Sunday nights right down at the duplex. Yeah. And do you get a crowd of people who are uh, what should I say, alive when doo-wop was born, or you get a younger crowd, or what, what type of people are showing up? Um, I think most of the people are from that era. The doo-wop era, yeah. old guys like me. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know, we get a lot of uh, kids who come see the show also, uh, maybe yeah, you haven't of, heard doo-wop ever. And, lots of uh, families. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's nice. It's oh. a family show. <laughs> now, I've told if I asked real nice, you guys will stick around and sing another song a little later on for us, huh? Yeah. Oh, that'd be great. Look at the crowd here at the Sheridan going wild. Thanks so much. All right, again, go down to the duplex. You can catch Sam's Funky 50s Funhouse. And if you stick around on the Broadway Hour, you'll hear them uh, sing one more song a little later on. When we come back on the Broadway Hour, we've got more and more great talent here. Carl Anderson is here from Jesus Christ Superstar. He plays Judas. He doesn't look like too bad a guy, though, to me. He should be lots of fun. And we've got coming up a little later on, and Mira will be here with a cast of her new off-Broadway show, All That, coming up on the Broadway Hour when we return. Now, as we promised, uh, we are returning to the Broadway Hour here on AM 93 WPAT. And just walking in, there's mass confusion as we're going on, but the unconfused guy is Carl Anderson because he's here right by my side. And Ted Neely has just walked in the door. We're getting him a seat. He's sitting down even as we speak. And these two guys are the big stars of Jesus Christ Superstar. I want to welcome both of you to the Broadway Hour. Thanks nice for being be here. here. Very nice to be here. How's Thank it going? You. You're playing at the Paramount. That's a gigantic theater. That's big. It's a biggie. That's <laughs> your basic 400-seater. Uh-huh. Is it, uh, is it intimidating? I mean, you, you've toured throughout the country now with the show for a while, but uh, are, are you playing similar, similar size venues? Oh, yeah. We've played everything from, uh, what, I think the smallest was a 1,200-seater, right? Mm-hmm. Up, Up to, to 16,000 seats. Wow. You know, so. This is kid stuff. <laughs> yeah. It's, you know, this show is uh, it's sort of a hybrid. Yeah. It's uh, not really theater, and it's not really an opera. It's not really rock. But it's been called all those things. That's something everyone enjoys. Yeah. And well, whatever it not really is, people like whatever that not really is. Uh-huh. It's called a what if it's show. <laughs> and we've been carrying stuff around for 24 months in our what if it's bag. Uh oh. You know, that's what if it's cold, what yeah. if it's formal, what if it's hot. We don't well, what know. What if it's a formal? <laughs> <laughs> What if it's a tour? <laughs> now, let me ask. Now, you guys have been touring so long together, Carl, and uh, do you get on each other's nerves? I mean, you're cooped yeah. up. You're in the same... Yeah, he does. <laughs> That's what I think. Now, Carl, well, gets well, on what my does nerves. he do? What does he do? Tell when me. When he gets on my nerves, I kiss him, and he dies. 
it's an agreement. Is that true? Or That's is he just exactly making this stuff right. up as we go along? We do that eight or nine times a week. I think. <laughs> <laughs> now, both of you also, you've been involved for so long in various reincarnations, which is, I guess, a good word to use uh, uh, when you're discussing Jesus Christ. But, I mean, you go back to the movie version and the original Broadway version as well. Um, that when you did it the first time, did you think it was going to last this long, that you'd be back doing it uh, one more time? I never thought about yeah. that. Did you? I, never I mean, we of... didn't think this was going to last. I mean, yeah. we, we were called up. First of all, we never did it on stage together. Mm -hmm. You know, he was the, uh, Ted was the understudy on Broadway, and I came in to replace Ben Vereen after he got sick after a month mm -hmm. or so. And by then, I think Ted had already gone to California to do Tommy. Yeah. yeah. Now, when we met, we met on uh, in rehearsal for the Los Angeles production. And shortly after that, we were asked to go screen test for Norman Jewison in England for the uh, the film. Mm -hmm. We really met on the plane going to the screen test. <laughs> right. You know, we got to meet each other and found out. Uh, and you weren't going for other. the same part, so you got right. along together. Right. Found out, <laughs> so found okay, we didn't like each other. We just couldn't stand each other at all, you see. So it was perfect casting. Nice. And we grew to be good friends. And over 20 years, we stayed in touch. Uh -huh. you know, he's a Washington, I'm a Washington Redskin fan. He's a <laughs> Dallas Cowboy fan. And we stayed in touch, you know, by razzing each other. All right. Now, by the time we broadcast this, it'll be on Monday, so the Super Bowl will have be been over and done with. Who won? Well, who well won Dallas yesterday? will be out of it anyway. I know. They're you gone. Know. But who won yesterday? Uh, San Francisco. <laughs> That's right, the only time he, that's the only time he and I have agreed on football in the last 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so we they brought us together to do this show mm -hmm. uh, as a 20th anniversary tour and we did it basically because the other was doing it. Yeah. So you figured and I know we figured we'd get 3 months out of it. Uh -huh. That and was the plan, 3 wow. months. Period. And, and now it's going on its second year is it? Third year. Third year, my yeah. goodness. Yes. That's a lot of time. And the show's got legs, as mm -hmm. they say. And you move on from New York to other cities as well. You're not ending up here, right? Yeah, we're leaving here going to uh, uh, Kalamazoo, Michigan, Cleveland, and Atlanta, Georgia. Wow. That's a lot and of work. My brain work. won't operate beyond that. <laughs> That's far enough. <laughs> well, let me ask you a little bit about your careers beyond Jesus Christ Superstar, too, because what we like to do here is just figure a little bit about the people behind the people that you see on stage. Um, Ted... You're, you're into country music as well, too, right? Are you recording an album now yes, or in the I, process? I am into any kind of yeah. music that's As offered. it's Carly was telling me. Yes. Yeah, he's a very wide uh, yes. variety. Uh, I have a dear friend named Pepper Martin who uh -huh. has a, a project he asked me to be a part of. He and I co-wrote an album. Uh, hopefully it will be out in July of this year. It is called Pepper Martin. Mm -hmm. I do a lot of duets with him because we wrote the songs together, and it's hard to keep me quiet once you get in the studio, you see. <laughs> but it is his project. Uh, what I am most proud of is a piece called Pandemonium, which is mine, which we hope to do whenever this tour mm -hmm. is done. And what is that? What is Pandemonium? It's, um, <laughs> it's not unlike Superstar in its concept. Mm -hmm. it's, um, it will be done as a CD first, and then we will tour in support of that. It is uh, conceptually about uh, the homeless, about uh, um, abused and abandoned children uh, with hope for the future. Mm -hmm. The essence is if the children are going to save the world, then why can't we help save the children now? So oh, not a bad idea. And Carl, we were listening uh, before the show got underway to the uh, rehearsal. The kids here doing the doo-wop, and you were telling about your own son, who you say is 17, which we all find hard to believe. <laughs> Such a, <laughs> a wide variety of interests there. I mean, Ted just said way? something, and the, the kids are the hope of the world. Yeah. And uh, and every now and then, when 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 uh, when you look around and you don't, don't feel very um, good about what you see in the present day. I have the advantage of, uh, we both have the advantage of having children and being able to see in them mm -hmm. that there is a possibility that we will have a future. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and, and, and how uh, uh, my kid just loves great music because it's great music. And, and even, you know, the stuff that he likes that I don't like. He likes it because it's good. Do you ever feel I mean, like you're your parents where you go, turn that stuff down, it's too loud? Does that ever happen to you? Well, my kid and I have a better relationship than I had with my father, so you know, I mean, uh -huh. we begin there. Yeah. It's, it's the other way around with me. Really? My children are telling me to turn it down. So. <laughs> now that's got to be embarrassing. <laughs> Dad, it's too loud. But, that, but, I, but I feel real good about the future. Yeah. Because I see the future in my own son's eyes, mm -hmm. you know, and in Tessa and... And, and Zachariah sitting over there playing with their toys. Yeah. All right, we're going to find out some more about that future when we come back here on the Broadway Hour. Again, our guests were chatting with Ted Neely and Carl Anderson from Jesus Christ Superstar playing now down at the Paramount, so run on down there and see it. And we'll chat with them some more when we come back here on the Broadway Hour. And we are back here on the Broadway Hour on AM 93 WPAT. My name is Larry Sutton. 
And I'm, I'm sorry to say that we cannot tell you a very interesting story because Carl Anderson just asked Ted Neely, can I tell this story? And they gave him a, a, uh, a bad look. Uh, can't can't. Tell that Give me another tell. embarrassing story about Ted. That you can tell. <laughs> <laughs> We don't want to be bleeped. <laughs> you won't believe you know, because Jesus doesn't do anything out of the character. Now, do people, you know, there's, there's strange people out there. At the, at the newspaper, at the Daily News where I work, we get letters every now and then from people who, I don't know, they, they're on a different plane, they get calls, they, I don't know what, what's going on in their mind, but I would assume playing characters like you two guys play, Judas and Jesus, you might get a few people who come backstage and perhaps confuse you with the real article or something. Does that happen? Well, we've been confused uh, yeah. since the beginning with this, yeah. uh, to coin a phrase. Um, <laughs> but, but the thing about it is he and I try desperately to, to interject humanity into these two characters. Mm-hmm. And uh, what we do each night basically is take essences of our relationship on stage as friends because we're playing the friendship side of these two characters. Mm-hmm. We're not challenging the deity at all. We're yeah. accepting the fact and then looking at Jesus through Judas's eyes. Mm-hmm. Carl, have people stopped you backstage afterwards or before coming in and uh, said, you know, you weren't playing according to maybe their strict interpretation of what Judas should be like? Well, the cool thing is that nobody knows anything about sure. Judas except the, 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 the unkind act that he mm-hmm. portrayed. And the question I ask most people is that, how would you like to be known for the worst thing you've ever done? And that's all. So basically, it's, I have an easy gig, man. All I have to do is to show <laughs> up and, show, and, and just add elements of humanity to this damned character. Yeah. And, and at the end of the concert, everybody says, you know they fall in love with Judas mm-hmm. and not because I right his wrong but because I add humanity mm-hmm. and uh, the same goes for Jesus I mean we take him down from the stained proverbial stained glass window and add humanity to him so what you have is these two men I mean no matter what you think of Jesus Christ he was in that moment yeah. a man yeah and it what it does actually is amplifies the pain of his death mm-hmm. when you can because uh, you know the son of God in pain, right? It is not conceivable, right? But yet, but when we right. make him a human being, then the, the impact of his death and the the story has uh, the, the the end of the story because mm-hmm. we all know the end. Mm-hmm. But there's more impact placed upon and his death. That really is the key. What Carl yeah. said that everybody knows the story. It, someone said to me a couple of days ago, "This this may be the only show that's ever been done that everyone has read the book." You know, so everybody is a critic by virtue of that. And, and when people come in and see the humanity, then they can relate to it from, by their own terms, what may have happened, and it makes it much more personal for them. Oh, absolutely. I always like to ask the guests, too, where they grew up when they were a kid and when they realized they were going to do what they're doing now. Because it seems to me no one can figure out when you're five, six, seven, eight years old, you know, where you're going to wind up later on in life. But did either of you have an inkling, Ted or Carl? Well, I grew up, um, Jerry Falwell and I went to different schools together in Lynchburg, Virginia. No kidding, really? Yeah. yeah. And uh, <laughs> Whatever happened to him? <laughs> uh, I think he's still he fell his well, beams. isn't he? <laughs> That's something. He's building boats or something. Now, did you sing a lot when you were a kid? Uh, I didn't start singing until very late. You yeah. know? Uh, my mother made me join the high school choir because I flunked English. Or I got, C in, got mm-hmm. a C in English, and uh, I was mad at my mom for a long time. Not now, though, huh? I'm not mad at her anymore. <laughs> and how about you, Tim? When you For were a kid, me, I've been playing music and singing. I've been playing drums, basically, yeah. and singing since I was seven years old. It was never something I thought of as a career, mm-hmm. something I did for fun. Yeah. And my parents were so supportive of what I wanted to do for fun that it just became my vocation. That's not bad. Well, on that note, then, we can tell you're going to have a lot of fun at Jesus Christ Superstar. And we're going to play out here. We've got uh, a selection from the show, uh, Heaven on Their Minds, which I believe uh, features Carl here. My favorite, my favorite scene. Uh-huh. It's the opening scene, and it sort of sets the tone for the rest of the show. And if I'm on, the show's on. <laughs> well, there you go. If and I'm Carl's on, always on. I have to wait for Ted to come back. <laughs> and Ted's always on, too. I want to thank you guys for dropping by. This has been great. Ted Neely, Jesus and Jesus Christ Superstar. Carl Anderson, Judas and Jesus Christ Superstar. It's down at the Paramount. Run on down there and catch it. And here's a little uh, selection. Heaven on their minds. Thanks a lot, guys. Thanks, sir. Thank you. My mind is clearer now. At last, all too well, I can see where we all soon will be. If you strip away the myth from the man, you will see 
where we all soon will be. Jesus, you've started to believe the things they say of you. You really do believe this talk of God is true. And all the good you've done will soon get swept away. You've begun to matter more than the things you say. Listen, Jesus, I don't like what I see. All I ask is that you listen to me. And remember, I've been your right-hand man all along. You have set them all on fire They think they found the new Messiah And they'll hurt you when they find they're wrong I remember when this whole thing began No talk of God, then we called you a man And believe me, my admiration for you hasn't died But hey! to say today gets twisted round some other way and they'll hurt you if they think you've lied Nazareth your famous son should have stayed a greater known like his father carving wood he'd have made good tables chairs and oaken chests would have suited Jesus best he'd have caused nobody harm no one alive Listen, Jesus, do you care for your race? Don't you see we must keep in our place? And that was Heaven on Their Minds from Jesus Christ Superstar. Carl Anderson was doing the vocals there. And again, you can catch Carl and you can catch Ted Neely down at the Paramount in Jesus Christ Superstar. We are back here on the Broadway Hour, 93 WPAT. My name is Larry Sutton, and as promised, not one, not two, but three of the great talents behind a great new off-Broadway hit. Anne Mirror is here. She's written a new play called Afterplay. Anne, thanks for being here. Thanks for having us. And you've brought along Barbara Barry and Rue McClanahan, hello, which hello. makes it even and more exciting. Me along. <laughs> <laughs> and thanks for joining us here. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, we'll bring our own little audience here. Now, Anne, since Anne's the... the brains behind this particular show, right? You wrote it. You're the, you're the one who put it all together. Maybe we can start off with you and, and perhaps tell us a little bit. It's a comedy. And what, it, ha- what else? <laughs> it is. It's a comedy. Uh, and uh, hopefully it's a, a deep comedy or a mm-hmm. serious comedy. Or it's, it's, a, it's a play about uh, people. Um, well, they have just been to the theater, mm-hmm. two couples, two, two old, uh, four old friends meeting each other after all period of three years it's uh, and over the course of uh, 80 minutes they uh, assess their lives and uh, leave and when, <laughs> <laughs> when you were writing this did you have Barbara and did you have Rue in mind as characters or did they fit in after it was over and done I sure have them in mind now when I was writing it I, mm-hmm. I heard different people uh, people in my family people echoes of my own uh, foolishness at different times in my life <laughs> And uh, it's been uh, very thrilling mm-hmm. to see it metamorphosize. Uh, is that the word? It. Sure. I don't know. So move it from yeah, something in your change. brain to right there on the stage. Yeah, yeah. that's that's something. You you scribble something down, and then a guy comes in with a set, and then there's lights, and uh, it's it's very exciting to see life happen mm-hmm. from uh, the great actors we have in this play: mm-hmm. Rue yeah. and Barbara and Larry Keith, mm-hmm. Merwin Goldsmith, Rochelle Oliver, John Venema. And, She's memorized uh, every and name. Lance, every <laughs> Lance Reddick. Lance Reddick. Wonderful. Now, how did you get uh, involved in this project, Rue? Uh, did Anne just call you up and say, I need some help. Come on over. This is going to be great. That's not quite the oh, way it sorry. happens. <laughs> well, tell me. Straighten me out. <laughs> I think it was my manager who uh, uh-huh. who presented it to me in the first place. Uh, maybe my agent. I don't know. One yeah. or the other. Maybe both together. Um, it was available. It was a, it was a, a possibility. Mm-hmm. And... Um, is my microphone going ring, no, ring, it's good. ring? No, it's Is going it okay? fine. And I read it and loved it. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm so glad it worked out because I had worked with Larry before and I, I love working with him. And I knew Barbara slightly, but mm-hmm. I'd never worked with her. I didn't know Merwin. Mm-hmm. It's just the best cast. And, and the what best type of character group. are you playing? 
I'm playing a kind of a loud mouth, slap dash, mm-hmm. big personality um, with a with a real soft spot in the center. Mm-hmm. Um, a woman who has been been able to look inside herself and and wants to share it with everyone ad nauseum. <laughs> <laughs> Do we like you the first couple minutes of this play, or are yeah. we not sure? Yeah. yeah, no, I think she's very likable. Uh-huh. She's a, an Irish American New Yorker actress. Ah, yeah. Sort of like anybody Anne you know. Uh-huh. Well, there is a, a slight resemblance there, isn't there? <laughs> and Barbara Barry. Now, will we like your character too? The moment you walk on stage, or? So we have She's to think about it. Do you like yes. me when I'm No, on? your character when when you're on stage. We come to the play. We see Barbara Barry there doing the words of Anne Mirror. Right. And what are we thinking? Hmm. <laughs> I mean, who am I? Yeah. Uh, well, I'm a, a writer uh, who used to be an actress, who didn't quite make it, who made it quite well as a writer, who has children. Uh, I've failed some, mm-hmm. a lot. And uh, uh, I have a deadly sense of humor, which is often truly cruel <laughs> and not just funny. Uh-huh. And then I think, you, you know, you, hopefully you'll find out some of the stuff that makes me tick as the play goes along because everybody's mm-hmm. underside is revealed. Now, when Anne, when you were I writing... I just want to say yeah. that uh, I think, and I know that uh, the, the part that uh, Barbara plays of uh, Renee is um, a, a woman in deep pain, actually. Mm-hmm. And and with a smart ass. Excuse me, we're on the radio. That's okay. It's okay. Uh, because, smart you know, tushy. The standards are just gone. They've for gone everything, she's very proud of her wit. <laughs> and both both women are, are co- compliment each other. It seems to, uh, Terry, the part that Rue plays too. Mm-hmm. This this need to to convert everyone to her way, her philosophy. Now, as this play is over, is going through its previews, are you sort of like a mother hen there at every performance, checking everyone out? I'm or? sure I'm very annoying to the <laughs> cast. I, I think I, I just am going to lay off for a while head, no. and go home. <laughs> I, I I get. Listen, I wish everyone should have this happiness mm-hmm. to watch people really make three-dimensional people with their own creativity and their own uniqueness. How did you go about writing it? I mean, like, did, did you wake up early in the morning and go off to a room by yourself? Or how, how did the process work? I, I cannot say. Uh-huh. I can't say anything deep or coaching about that. I had a need to write this play. It's the second play I've written. The first play I wrote in 1986, and it was a good writing sample for yeah. me. It was never produced. We had two readings of it. And it was uh, funny. But I wrote that play in a rage. I really don't have that philosophy anymore. Mm-hmm. I think I deserve, it deserves to be rewritten or at least raped for some funny lines and put <laughs> into something more meaningful. And um, this play, uh, I think, uh, has compassion. And uh, I, I love everyone on the stage. Mm-hmm. Which right. is, is that narcissistic to say because yeah. I wrote it. But I love them more seeing these folks in it. Right. All right, we're going to talk a little bit more to these folks when we come back. The the play that we're talking about is Afterplay, and Amira wrote it, and Rue McClanahan and Barbara Barry here. They're in it. You can catch them on stage. When we come back, Oh, I forgot to say one thing. We'll be back in a second. David Saint directed it. Oh, excuse me, David Saint. And a saint is the name, yeah. (laughs) We'll talk a little bit more about him, too, when we come back on the Broadway Hour right after this. And we are back here on the Broadway Hour, AM 93, WPAT. My name is Larry Sutton. With us, we've got three great actresses, although one's branching out, I suppose, here as a, as a playwright and author. Anne Mira is here. She's got a new play called Afterplay. It's at the Manhattan Theater Club at City Center on West 55th Street. And among the stars, Barbara Barry and Rue McClanahan, who are both here with us. Um, both of you, in fact, all of you, you've had great experience going back and forth between the stage and television and, and making movies as well. And when you come back to the stage, and it's got a nice intimate surrounding there in the, in the city center, do you, do you feel that the audience is creeping up on you? Does it give you a jolt when you get back there, or you figure, it's old hat? Rue, You're looking you at think? me, you want me to answer? <laughs> you have to ask the ladies, yeah. That's what I'm doing here. Uh-huh. That's, that's, I want them to creep up on right. me. <laughs> I want to get as close as I can to the audience. I uh-huh. really like working mm-hmm. And how, how have the crowds been so far? The, uh, Wonderful. Uh, uh-huh. It's a funny play, and the people who uh, who laugh the loudest may not really be getting the deepest messages. I don't know. Um, audiences are all different, you know, and there's a lot to think about in this play. Mm-hmm. There's also a lot to laugh at. Mm-hmm. So somebody, there's something there for everybody. I see. 
Uh, Barbara, let me ask you, do the audiences vary from night to night? Do you find a little different reaction uh, between oh, uh, performances? Say. Does it throw you <laughs> off when you're, in the, when you're in previews? Does it throw you off a little? Or? Yeah, sure, yeah? sure. I mean, it's the, the reactions that usually are quite similar, but every uh -huh. once in a while you get a night that, you know, you just wonder, what is happening here? I mean, and you, I was saying this morning that when I used to be on Broadway a lot we, mm -hmm. I used to have a phone in my dressing room and I mm -hmm. used to phone other people in other shows after the first <laughs> act and I'd say yeah I'd say what's happening at your house and I, she said they are horrible and I said they're oh. horrible over here too it's usually the stock market you know yeah. or the weather or something yeah the audience is different, different but I think in our play they differ because they're, they're li either listening more intently or they're laughing it depends on what kind of house you have mm -hmm. but yes of course they differ we differ you sure, know, we walk yeah. in every day we're different human beings from day to day mm -hmm. so you have to figure out I'm not going to be the same why should they be the same well that's true and when you're watching these uh, the previews as the show gets underway on its way to the uh, the big opening there do you are you snipping here or there or adding a line here or there or are you pretty happy with what you got I, I, I'm I'm very happy, uh -huh. and we ha I have made uh, changes. And uh, may I tell about uh, I I had some lines in the play about mm -hmm. uh, a mink coat, and uh, I had uh, Barbara Barry's character Renee wearing uh, a beautiful mink coat, and Terry says uh, the way the waiter played. Uh, whose name is Raziel, played by Lance Reddick, says, uh, did you also want your... She, she asked for her coat because mm -hmm. she's cold. And he asked Terry, did you want your coat too, ma'am? She says, no, I want her coat. <laughs> Meaning I want the mink, yes. But we, we cut that laugh, thank you. Oh, we cut that laugh because Rue McClanahan is a spokesperson for ah. PETA, which is... People for the ethical treatment of animals. People for the ethical treatment of animals. In fact, I had my rats and have rights cup at uh, work at the Daily News, and that's what I drink from every day. <laughs> now, here's what I had to do, and I said, Rue, uh, I have this thing here, like I had my little thing all right. there, and now she's giving me this stuff. And she said, and do you know how they kill those little animals? Mm -hmm. And I said, no, not really. Yeah. She said, well... They insert an electric rod mm. up their rectum. Mm. If that doesn't so turn I off said, a say that again, and I wrote it down, <laughs> and it's in the play. <laughs> well, now you got two two purposes at once. You're educating people about now, the horrible now way she to go says, about it. She explains to Renee uh -huh. about her coat after Renee is flaunting her coat there, saying how hard she worked to earn the uh, every pelt in the coat, and and Rue says, "Did you know that?" Mm -hmm. How they kill those little animals by inserting an electric rod up its rectum. And Renee well, says, no, I didn't. But now that I know, I can't wait to order dinner. <laughs> <laughs> so she got an even better laugh. I got something much better. That's yeah. true. Oh, not bad at all. Now, Ruth, she, she does mention that. But that is, it's, it's, of course, it seems to be growing and growing. There are more and more people that get involved with it. Are you, how heavily involved are you with the, the people for the ethical treatment of animals? Just as heavily as I can get. Yeah. And, and what motivated you to get into this, this particular endeavor oh I don't know I, yeah. I, I care about the animals uh -huh. and I was asked uh, many years ago if I would be a spokesperson for PETA and I didn't know what PETA was I found out they were yeah. rather new then about 10 years ago mm -hmm. and uh, they were doing a big event here at uh, at that male stripper place what was it called oh uh, Chippendales Chippendales this. this is the type of audience we have here they all yell oh the male strip club we know yeah, it. yeah. that's where you hang out right? that's really? how I began I began really? at Chippendales <laughs> they gave a free a free evening Chippendales uh -huh. donated it and we have a free uh, faux fur coat that Barbara wears in this show donated too by uh, Fabulous wow. Furs out of Kentucky it looks yeah. like the real thing it's uh -huh. gorgeous yeah. it is perfectly gorgeous yes Right, now, Keith yeah. McGrath, Faux our producer furs. here, is saw that the is nodding It's called reading. Fabulous Furs. Fabulous Furs, yeah. yeah. This is great. So you yeah. get jokes, you get a serious message, you get... Well, you, you I, got I have to tell you, one play we here. couldn't yeah. have anything without the, yeah. the Manhattan yeah. Theater Club. Uh-huh. And uh, Michael Bush, who's assistant to Lynn Meadow, has been so supportive of us and gave us the place to do it. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it, I think theater now is... Um, very hard to get a play that is a non-musical. Yes, it is. Uh, uh, going, and I think uh, the Manhattan Theater Club and other groups like that are very important. Mm -hmm. Are you nervous? You seem like you might be a little nervous because this is something different from what you've done with, with oh, a I'm, great career. Oh, I think I'm, I'm nervous, but uh -huh. that's... I, I'm not nervous, as Barbara said earlier in the day, like I used to be. Yeah. 
Because now you're getting used to it. I'm perfect now. Can't you tell? Can't you tell? (laughs) tell All that therapy, all that money. Listen, possibly. Barbara, do you give Anne encouragement as the days go by, telling her that don't worry, this is great. Calm down. We've got uh, we've got a good work here. Just let her (laughs) sleep. No, she tells me that actually. (laughs) She tells me, you know, you're wonderful. You're wonderful. I said, what what did I do wrong? She said, you're wonderful. You're wonderful. We've been friends for over 40 years. Wow. She Barbara brought a picture into show Rue and Uh David Saint, our wonderful director, and the other cast members, and it's. It goes a back. picture of Barbara and mm-hmm. me and some people we don't know. Who are yes, yes, we do <laughs> know her. She's actually in the play. She's a character that Anne writes oh. in the play. Uh-huh. Oh, yes, and that's actress. right. And it was and taken in, uh, in the early 50s. It was taken 50s. in the, the early, early 50s, 50s, and it was an equity library uh, theater that we and did a play. very good it was, too. Called Machen in Uniform. Directed by Walt Whitcover. Walt Whitcover. And, and Barbara brought this play in, uh, the picture, the 8 by 10 And there we all are. And we're actually 12 years old. We look wow. like we're 12 years old. No, they recognized you, Barbara. Nobody knew who I was. <laughs> I said, who is that? That's you? Oh, my God. And it was like, God, how you failed through the years. <laughs> The ravages this of age just, and time. This is just self. Uh, <laughs> I think you're prettier now than you sure. were then. That's what we like to hear. Upbeat, positive, because it's true. It's my teeth. <laughs> it's the teeth. Yeah, the teeth and the therapy. Teeth and therapy. It's worked wonders. <laughs> now, have you talked to her about the playwriting, the Rue or Barbara? And has, has this encouraged you to go on and perhaps write something of your own uh, that might be produced here in New York? Something of her own? No, something of your own. Have you been oh, inspired by Anne? To well, somewhat. I, I, I have written a couple of musicals. Funny you should mention musicals. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of them was produced out in Burbank. But I, um, I have it with me because somebody was interested in it up in Waterbury, Connecticut. And it turned out that they, they couldn't afford it because it has 20 characters. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I'm thinking about shopping it around a little bit. Yeah. I also have the music with me on cassette. We recorded... Uh, mm-hmm. 15 or 20 of the songs. So, yeah, I, I'm well, thinking, how'd bad. you know about that? Oh, I, Just I heard guess? somewhere. No, it wasn't a guess. I know I read somewhere, but the problem We're is... all three writers, all as three a matter writers. of fact. Barbara, Barbara you've won books. an award, mm-hmm. haven't you, for Lone Star? Yeah, I won a... I, won a, I write books for young adults. Mm-hmm. One of my books won national... I mean, one of the awards. Was I it Lone Star you... about growing up Jewish mm-hmm. in Texas? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the second one, um, second one is... Different. But yeah, they're, they're nice. They sell nicely. See, so Anne's not third. the only brainy one here. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> now, have you relied on them for little tips since they've got the experience in the back? Just in makeup. Just in makeup. <laughs> 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 blush, blush. Always carry blush with you. Yeah, that's right. Now, you all seem to get along so well. Does this carry on throughout the, the run of the play? I mean, do you go out to dinner afterwards, or do you um, uh, hang out backstage, make fun of the other actors? Or <laughs> No, no. You would do that. Shame I would, on I you. would, I would. That's why you're not in our play. That's true, that's true. I'm just in the audience, that's all. You young punk kids. We hang out you together. You want to stay young. We do. Uh-huh. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Hang out with us. <laughs> You'll be the kid. Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> Um, and where do you go from here? Now, this play's got a limited run, right? So it'll be very successful, it'll be sold out. Uh, and then what are you going to do? You see, Manhattan Theatre Club has a huge subscriber yes, base, uh-huh. which allows them to do all the, this wonderful season of, of uh, plays. Uh, people like Terrence McNally's play, which mm-hmm. has gone to Broadway, Love, Valor, Compassion, and Arthur Lawrence, and Holiday Heart, which is the play that's opening up at Stage One. And, um, you know, it's... Uh, these people sign up and they're there so that's why and it's a very small theater mm-hmm. we're at 150 seats yeah. so we can always get a few seats so we want people to come right. and are they going to extend a week you don't that's know that's what he's asking yeah, so I don't know I know it was a set run uh, to begin with but usually uh, it's got I don't know we have might have more legs than that too. we might uh-huh. have more legs than it that it might go Not someplace bad. else because our producer Kate McGrath has just run off here said make right. sure you say that I saw it just the other night and it was fantastic and it's going to go on forever so that's well, why we want to tell our listeners run in and get those tickets first before the official like reviews come out we would like nothing more at least in my heart mm-hmm. uh, to have these wonderful artists because they are in the play and have it have a life I mm-hmm. wanted to pick up and start again next September because I'm going to be busy in England till then. And, and what will you I be doing there? Not We're not going to let you go there. What do you think? <laughs> of I'm that? going over to do Harvey. Ah. I'm looking very much forward to that. But this is. Why would you leave this to play to <laughs> play with an imaginary rabbit? I don't understand. <laughs> You've got a real Anne and a real Barbara here. <laughs> <laughs> I got a real contract over there. Well, that, that, 
and that's always what counts, I suppose. Well, that's not bad. No, will that be? That's that's probably the first time they've done Harvey in London in a long time. In a I long would think. time, yeah. yeah. Well, that'd mm-hmm. be great. Imaginary yeah. rabbits and. But this Ruben would be Benio. the first time for after play to be in a real, you know. That's true. All right, fish. we're going to remind our uh, listeners once again that the play is called. Well, after don't we want to talk about Jay Harnick? Quick, tell me about Jay and Harnick. My daughter, my husband. Jay. My husband. Your husband and the master work, the uh, the uh, oh, theater works. Well, tell me. My husband is uh, artistic director of a foundation called Theater Works mm-hmm. USA, and they produce original musicals for children. Not as he would say, dancing vegetables, but stuff that's really interesting, like yeah. ethics and literacy and divorce from a child's standpoint hmm. of view. And they're totally created by him with the writers in them. And that's what that means. It's a very huge, successful company. And and uh, I was just complaining as we walked over that it's so huge and successful that he's falling asleep sitting up in a chair lately. So I've said, <laughs> you better get off and go play tennis somewhere, which I think he's going to do, actually. But thank you for... Well, for yeah. See, now, this is not only an author, but an author remembers we got to get in the... Uh, spread the credit where the credit's due. So uh, well, very job. nice of her. Prince is running at the moment. And the, the little, little prince, prince is running at the moment, yeah, and if you'd like to oh, see that. Oh, how Sunday. nice of you. I should have said that, too. They're all there to support my husband's supporters. <laughs> well, this has been great. Thanks once again, Ann Mary and Barbara Barry. Thanks Ruben for having Dunham. us. The play is called Afterplay. It's on West 55th Street. You can run right over, not far here from the Sheridan right here at uh, the Manhattan Theater Club. And, and curtain is 7.30, Be there not on 8 time o'clock. Because Anne will be out there in front if you're late. <laughs> yes, so and it's down Go to the bathroom before you come, because there's no intermission. And it's down at 9. It's a nice early It's down at 9, 7.30 to 9. So it's catch a little dinner before that, or after. No, after's better. After's better. Because you'll pay more attention on an empty stomach. That's right. right. Then right. you can have your drinks and your pasta. And talk about the play. That's right. <laughs> All right. Go see After Play. It's at uh, West 55th Street. You can catch it there. And Mira's the author. And thanks once again for joining us here. It was really nice. Thank it was you. nice talking to you. And we are going to move along on the Broadway Hour to our Broadway update. That's the part where we tell you some news about what's opening and what's closing and what's going on there on Broadway. And a little later on, we'll have our trivia contest, too. Bye. Thanks, Ann. I gotta keep talking here. (laughs) Thanks so much. And I gotta tell you once again, when Kate McGrath, our producer, says this is really good, it's really good. So make sure you run on over and see it on West 55th Street. But now, as promised, it's our time for our Broadway update, where we tell you a little of the news of what's going on on Broadway. And tonight, this very night, Glenn Close uses her night off from Sunset Boulevard to host the East Coast premiere of her television movie, uh, Serving in Silence. It's the story of a lesbian army officer dismissed after 26 years of service. The screening is at the Astor Place Theater, and it benefits Broadway Cares, Equity Fights, AIDS. And another Broadway star is using her free time for a good cause. Elaine Stritch spent a recent day off from Showboat to help raise $65,000 for the Adirondack Theater Festival. Now, the musical Theater Works is getting ready for a production called Oedipus, Private Eye. It turns the classic Greek tragedy into a 1940s detective story. Uh, The Greek chorus is played by a throng of newspaper reporters. I don't know how attractive that is, but in any event, performances begin this Friday, February 3rd. And on that same night, previews get underway for a production of Uncle Vanya at the Circle in the Square Theater. It stars Tom Donahue, who you remember from The Dresser, and Amanda Donahue, currently starring as uh, Lady Pembroke in The Madness of King George. Theater Week reports that Carol Burnett may be headed back to Broadway in Ken Ludwig's comedy Moon Over Buffalo. And Brian Frail's Translations is scheduled to open at the Plymouth Theater on March 19th after a three-week engagement in Boston. Uh, Brian Dennehy makes his Broadway debut in that show. And watch for Broadway's Nathan Lane on an upcoming episode of Television's Frasier. And then make sure to catch him in Terrence McNally's Love, Valor, Compassion at the Walter Kerr Theater here on Broadway. And there's a wonderful new series headed for the World Financial Center. It's called Women on Broadway, features a number of the Broadway Hour's favorite guests, Ivy Austin, Terry Burrell, Marin Maisie. The program begins March 6th, and we'll be telling you a little bit more about it as uh, time goes on. And a reminder, if you want to keep up with the latest theater news, you can pick up a copy of Theater Week magazine at your local newsstand. And we move from our Broadway news to our Broadway trivia. The winner of this week's contest gets two tickets to a great show and dinner for two right here at the New York Sheraton. Our question today, provided by our trivia expert Jim Breedfeldt. In 1969, the Tony Award for Best Actress in a Musical went to which movie star for her performance in Applause, a musical based on the film All About Eve. So if you know in 1969 who got the Tony for the musical Applause, you tell us right here and you might win our contest. If you have the answer and want to take a shot at the free theater tickets, write to us at the Broadway Hour, WPAT, 
1396 Broad Street, Clifton, New Jersey, 07013. That's the Broadway Hour, WPAT, 1396 Broad Street, Clifton, New Jersey, 07013. Now, last week, our question was, uh, we told you that Lawrence Fishburne was performing on Broadway under a different name almost three years ago. What was the name of the play he was in, and what was his name back then? Well, the name wasn't too difficult. The name was Larry Fishburne before he decided to get formal and change it to Lawrence, and the play was Two Trains Running. And Michelle Morosi of East Meadow, Long Island, knew that answer. So congratulations, uh, Michelle. You win two tickets to a great show. Dinner for two right here at the Sheraton for knowing that answer. And a reminder, this is the Broadway Hour here on AM 93 WPAT, brought to you by the Sheraton New York Hotel and Towers right here on 7th Avenue and 52nd Street, where you're invited to join us each and every Thursday afternoon from 4 to 5 for a taping right here of the Broadway Hour. And, of course, the Broadway Update and the Broadway Trivia Contest are brought to you by the Theater Development Fund. Now, as promised, after all this talk and talk, whack to more music because the good kids from Sam's Funky 50s Funhouse now playing at the Duplex Sunday nights. Uh, Sam Regal, Jed Cohen, Sean Dooley, and Danny Gerard are back here, and uh, they promised to give us a couple more songs. And, guys, what are you going to play for us next? Sam? Uh, ne- next song we're going to do is I Wonder Why. Uh-huh. How did you pick this? Well, it's a cappella, and uh, <laughs> we do it oh so well. Oh, well, in that case, we got to hear it, I suppose. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, let's hear I Wonder Why All from right. Sam and the gang. Dum 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 da dum dum da dum da dum 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 da dum da dum 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 No, I love you like I do. Dim dim No, I do. Dim dim dum No, I love you. Dum no, I care. I just want. Your love to share. I I know like I do. Wap, wap, Is it because I think you love me too? Wap, wap, I know I like I do, like I do. I told my friends that we would never part. They laughed and said that you would break my heart. I don't know why that we will part. We will part. Dim 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 When you're with me, I'm sure you're always true. When I'm away, I wonder what you do. I don't know why, I'm sure you're always true, always true. Dum da dum 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 dum. No, I do. Dim dim dum 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 dum. Dum 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 da dum dum da dum da 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 dum dum da dum da dum 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 dum. No, I love you like I do, like I do. Oh, that was tremendous. Procrastinators. Now that again is Sam Regal, Jed Cohen, Sean Dooley, and Danny Gerard. And guys, before uh, we we go back, I just want to ask you a little bit too. Perhaps you could tell me what you're planning to do in the future. Now you're all teenage guys. You're going to college. You're going to stay in show business. You're going to do both. Uh, Jed, why don't we start off with you? I'm actually off to Harvard next September. No kidding. Yeah. Are you going to sing stuff like this in Harvard? Good. I hope so. In the acapella <laughs> groups. All right, we'll go right down the line. Sam, what about you? Oh, I uh, took a year off from college to do this this year. So who knows what next year will bring? Um, <laughs> <laughs> it depends on how successful all this goes. Oh, uh, no. uh oh, uh oh! Danny's giving him a hard time right there. Danny, what are you going to be doing after this? I'm I'm going to co- I'm I'm a senior with uh-huh. with Jed, and I'm going to college. I'm not going to Harvard. Oh you? well, I didn't go either. I don't feel too bad about it. <laughs> By the way, this is Sam. I I did get into Cornell. I'll have you know. Oh well, that's good. All right, I'm impressed. I'm impressed. And Sean, what about you? Well, I'm I'm You're a little younger. Grade, so yes. I'm not- <laughs> 
going off to college yet, but I'm, I'm going to 10th grade. Oh, 10th That's grade is really not exciting. a bad grade to be in. All right. Well, let me just read our credits here for the Broadway Hour. And when we come back, maybe you guys can close out the show with one last number. That would be fantastic. Ladies and gentlemen, you have been listening to the Broadway Hour here on 93 WPAT. I'd like to thank our guest, Ann Mira, Barbara Barry, and Rue McClanahan from Afterplay. It's at the Manhattan Theater Club at City Center on West 55th Street. Ted Neely and Carl Anderson from Jesus Christ Superstar at the Paramount Theater at, right by Madison Square Garden there. And, of course, the great cast of Sam's Funky 50s Funhouse at the Duplex. Sam Regal, Jed Cohen, Sean Dooley, and Danny Gerard. Coming up next week, Catherine Hickland, starring in Les Mis. She'll drop by to tell us all about that. And I would like to thank our sponsors, the Sheraton New York Hotel and Towers. Thanks to our producer, Kate McGrath, and our engineer, Chris Breitfeld, the technicians at Projection Video and Audio, and the folks at Sabine Electronics and Triton Galleries. My name is Larry Sutton. I'm from the New York Daily News, your host for the Broadway Hour. Thanks, and closing us out once again, Sam's Funky 50s Funhouse, straight from the duplex, guys. You saw me standing alone without a dream in my heart. Without a dream You knew just what I was there for. You heard me saying a Whisper, please adore me. And when I looked, the moon had turned to gold. Whoa, 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 blue, 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 Thank you.